Hello. And welcome back to Nerds Collide, five weeks of Halloween, the podcast about all things geeky, and for the next few weeks, possibly spooky. I'm Travis, and he is Justin. Hey. And together, we're just a couple spooky nerds. Just a couple of spooky nerds. Spinerds. Spinerds. So, I, th- I think it's, a, it's an appropriate question this time of year. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I do. Have you ever had, like, an actual experience? Have you ever seen one? Um, I've never seen one. I've seen, like, pictures and stuff where there's been, like, spirit orbs mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, Like, pictures that I have taken and I have been in where, I, you know, I've been in kind of creepy places. But yeah, I've never seen a, I've never seen a spirit, an apparition, if you will, or whatever. Yeah, I do think that they exist, though. I have had instances where, like, you know, something weird happened, and I'm just kind of like, well, that was a ghost. It was a little ghost. <laughs> Get out of here, little ghost. <laughs> the house I'm living in is my brother's, and I've had people before in the past say things like. They would stay over, and then they would have weird feelings or, like, weird dreams. And, uh, yeah. And they kind of were implying that my house is haunted, which, I don't know. Maybe it is, but nothing, nothing like, really weird has happened here, so. And it better stay that way. It- <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for those of you listening... Justin just turned around and spoke and addressed this room. He addressed the room as if the ghost <laughs> We should we should name we should name the ghost and just have him be in, you know, a reoccurring character in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a weird admission here, but I've always kind of been jealous of people who've had supernatural experiences. But I also don't want one, though. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like, Oh, no. I don't even know why you would want one. Like, I feel like it's a slippery slope, almost. Like, it opens up, like, the, the, the can of worms, so to speak. Like, once you have that first experience, it, it, I imagine it changes you. Right. So, I've always been, been oddly, oddly jealous. Have you ever done a Ouija board? I have when I was younger. I was Oh yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really young. Uh and I I would never do that now. Mm-hmm. I am not one to play around with uh with <laughs> entities or demons or anything. Like you just you just stay where you are. You're good. I've always been afraid of them. I think they can be utilized as a real thing if done correctly and I just I want to stay as far away <laughs> from that as possible. So. I do like the design of Ouija boards though. Like a friend an artist friend of mine, Crystal, uh a lot of her or some of her art I should say has a uh, you know, Ouija Ouija boards in them. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool looking. But and you know Ouija boards glow in the dark. That's also appealing. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to mess with one. Yeah, no, I, not anymore. Anyway, I do find like a thrill in being 
afraid or creeped out, but that's just not something that I, I'm good with that. I, I don't need <laughs> that. I don't want to open up whatever door that opens up. I'm good. <laughs> Stay away from me, diamonds. Diamonds? Yeah. yeah. Go on, get. <laughs> that That is cool that you, I, I think it's kind of cool that, like, you think you might have a ghost, but, you know, nothing's really happened so you can say for certain you do or not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's strange, because there is, like, a, this is also another thing where, like, I have a roommate, and when my roommate, you know, goes away for a couple of days, like, I'm in the house alone, and it is kind of a big house, so I genuine, or you know, I don't genuinely feel unsafe in my house, but, like, especially when my roommate's gone, it's just me. Yeah. kind of like yeah there's there's definitely something to that when you're used to to not being alone i remember the last place we moved into it was it was by far the biggest space we've been in it was a four bedroom house and at that time we were we were both working and she she had a night shift so it was like the first night in the house by myself <laughs> you just you start hearing the noises that the house makes right yeah yeah it, it's weird i remember years ago when we were getting our first place together it was a little house and for some reason i want to say it was when we were working together at the second place because i had to stop over there before work and we were on days we'd have to be in at 6 a.m so I stopped at the house at like four o'clock in the morning, you know, pitch black. Like there's no street lights right there because the house sits further back from the street than every all the other houses on the block. Okay. And I forget what I had to go there for, but I basically had to go into this house and it was like we were in the middle of renovating it. So it was like completely empty and like the house was hollow. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, like... <laughs> walking in this this older house in the middle of the night there's no one around i was like i was legit creeped out <laughs> yeah and like i said the house it sits further back from the street than all the other houses so like where my front door was where it was like people's backyards where we get like that's where their back doors were <laughs> right <laughs> it was a long walk back to the car <laughs> And you're just looking around. Yeah. And it didn't help that I, I want to say it was it was getting close to September around that time, if I remember correctly. So I was probably listening to like a scary podcast or something. I don't have many frightening or terrifying experiences. That's definitely one of them, though. That was creepy. I think the only like creepy experiences I've had were <laughs> one is kind of funny. I have this Sonic Mania, like, Sonic statue where he's standing on the uh, Model 1 Genesis. And if you press a button, it makes, like, the kind of iconic Sonic sounds, like the ring sound or whatever. Or, no, actually, it's the Sega, like, the Sega opening, whatever. And I was, like, alone in my bedroom, just, like, about to go to sleep. And then it was just, Sega! And I'm like... <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> just like looking like. And I looked and it was on. Yikes. Which I don't remember having it on. And so my rationale was, okay, well, 
Maybe if you leave it on, it just plays the sound every so often. I mean, I turned it off, though. <laughs> I wasn't going to have that happen again. Mm-hmm. And then another was when I was younger, in like my, one of my childhood homes, I was sitting on... Uh, I was hanging out in my sister's room and watching TV, because I didn't have a TV in my room, but she did, I think. And her, when you sat on her bed, it made like a... Sp- a very specific noise. So I sat down and made the noise, and I was sitting there, and I didn't move, and then the bed made the exact same noise again. Mm. And I was like, who that? Who that? Get out of here. Would you ever, would you ever go on a, a ghost hunting investigation? I actually have. <laughs> oh, do um, tell. <laughs> there's a... Uh, an abandoned insane asylum in Michigan called Eloise. Ah, I'm familiar. They had like a ghost invest in uh, a ghost investigating tour, uh, for the public two years ago. I want to say, and you kind of were split up into a group, and you would take it floor by floor with like paranormal investigators, and you know, do like the REM pod, and you know, the uh, the recording. Asking questions and listen back to the recordings, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, I mean, so it wasn't like there were so many people there that it didn't feel like really official, or it didn't feel like an actual investigation because mm-hmm. there were so many people. Yeah, but there's probably legitimately like two hundred people. Yeah, that so, doesn't. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it was creepy, and right. there were. <laughs> I don't know if those things were because of spirits or just because of the location and the history and the hype behind it. But right. So I've been on a few, and I've been on a couple other investigations that were a little smaller. But, I mean, nothing nothing brought about evidence that I could point to as definitive evidence that there were spirits. It was all just kind of strange occurrences that I feel like could have been explained using another rationale. But who knows? Yeah, I think that's where the the fun of it is. It lies in the ambiguity. Well, ghost tours, man, go on them. <laughs> yeah, I, that is something to to scratch off the bucket list. But it's probably something that I'm either gonna have to, uh, you know, maybe do with you when I visit Michigan, if I ever visit Michigan <laughs> around this time, or I have to do it alone. Nerds collide. Visits a haunted house. <laughs> Let's do like, it, man. It's just Halloween 2023. It's just somebody filming us, and I'm just like, what up? <laughs> what up, ghost? <laughs> oh, if man. I said, what up, ghost, and then I heard like a demon growl, man, we would be out of there so fucking fast. It wouldn't even be funny. do uh, <laughs> next year, uh, how <laughs> do an episode live from a graveyard. <laughs> Uh, I remember my ex, uh, we were, we were actually driving to like an investigation and there was this graveyard that was along the way and she suggested that we go there afterwards and we drove by and it was, there was a light on when we were originally driving past it. And then when we drove the other way, it was off complete pitch black darkness. And she was like, fuck that. And we (laughs) just like left. I was like, thank God, man. I don't want to fucking walk around a pitch black cemetery. Like, 
Yeah, you're. Oh man, you should have did it. Maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe next year. Well, we have another kind of lighthearted episode planned for you guys today. Yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell them what we're going to be talking about? Well, yeah. So uh, today, kind of going over some of our favorite Halloween memories or stories. You know, stuff like our favorite costumes, our favorite Halloween. Uh, might even get get into you know favorite Halloween candy. And, you know, how that's changed for us growing up. Uh, what is your favorite candy as a child? Might And probably is not necessarily your favorite as an adult. And then, uh, you know, just in general, celebrating as a child versus celebrating as an adult. Yep, so it's very much kind of a continuation from from the first episode. So, let's get into it. What uh, What memories of yours stand out? Good question. This is such an odd memory, but it's not from my childhood. It's from my late teens, early adult years. When I was first attending college, I uh, would ride the, frequently ride the bus to school. So I was riding the bus home on Halloween. And I had... A, somebody... Rev, rev, rev. Uh, <laughs> somebody's got a tiny penis. Uh... <laughs> uh so anyway, I was riding the bus home, and I had a a vague plan with some friends to hang out that Halloween night. I think we were actually planning on going trick-or-treating, which was hilarious, because I think we were all 18. So I'm walking, so I get off the bus, I'm walking to my house. <laughs> There's a mother and two children across the street from me, and the little kids are in costume. And the mom says, I'm kind of just off in my own world. Whatever. And the mom says, trick or treat. <laughs> like, looking around like, what? <laughs> and then I see her, and she says, trick or treat. I'm like, oh, I don't have any candy, you know? And then she was like, you want to come trick or treating with us? And I was like, what is happening right now? So I just, Jeez. like, I just, like, went home. I was like, no, okay. And just, like, <laughs> lightly jogged home, like, get out of here, lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that's a that was one. That's one that immediately came to mind was just how absurd that was. And then uh a few others were uh I mentioned this uh before on the show, but I went one year I think it was the year pre the previous year from the story I just told. I went trick or treating as Jeff Hardy, the the wrestler. And I was I was seventeen years old at the time. And people kept calling me Matt Hardy. They were like, oh, you're Matt Hardy, right? I was like, dude. The hair, man. Like, I dyed it all crazy colors. And Mm -hmm. they're like, they're still like, you're Matt Hardy, right? Like, (laughs) (sighs) Um, as far as, like, childhood memories, though, I do remember... I don't have any, like, specific ones, but I remember they kind of all grouped together of, like, just trick-or-treating in the same neighborhoods for years and years mm-hmm. and uh, going to, like, Halloween school parties, like, after-school Halloween parties that were... They weren't on Halloween, but they were, like, they would be a week before or so. And, yeah. Just kind of vague ones like that, I guess. I don't, I don't remember us ever 
having any like after school Halloween parties, but I do remember years in like elementary and even a few years in high school where you know you would wear your costume to school. Yeah. And you would have like you'd have a pizza party at the end of the day and it it kind of like it perfectly let cuz it we would do it on Halloween because and it would just like it would be kind of like the perfect segue into transitioning into going home and then trick or treating because you're already in your costume, you've been in your costume all day, which I think it, it's good for kids because you know as a kid it, what you're going to dress up as that year is like a huge thing. Right. Yeah. And you being able to wear that costume all day, like that was fun. Cause it would suck. Like, you know, especially in Michigan, it's cold outside. So you would usually <laughs> like wear your costume and you would either have to get a costume, a few sizes too big. So you could wear a coat underneath or you'd have to wear a coat over it. Right. So being able to wear that costume at school, you were able to just wear the costume because you were indoors. Yeah, I, I remember years where... Or it rained. <laughs> I yeah. remember I remember there were so many years where it would rain on Halloween and you'd be in your... I, well, I would be in my costume with a coat on over it, just I funny, miserable. <laughs> funny enough, I don't remember ever having Halloween ruined by the weather. I'm sure it happened, but I can't. I can't recall, which is funny because like I'm 100% cool with it raining 364 days a year, but not on Halloween. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm kind of the same way. You know, my early years, like really young, I really don't remember anything too specific other than you know like the Halloween parties at school. Like you said, you you trick or treat the same neighborhoods year after year. You kind of, you know, you know the blocks you're going to. You remember the houses from the year before that, like, were really decked out, and it was almost like a mini haunted house in itself. I do remember someone just popped into my head. Oh, go Um, for it. I was in the Boy Scouts as a youngster, and we hosted a haunted house on Halloween. Or maybe it wasn't on Halloween. Anyway, we hosted a haunted house, and uh, I was like one of the... Uh, I can't remember. I, I think I was like laying on a table, and whenever people came in the room, I just had to like shoot up because there were like those orbs of electricity behind me, so it was supposed to be like I was getting electrocuted or whatever, but I would just sit up and be like, ah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I also went to that, because I think we ran it, like, twice or something um, in the same year. One, I went as just, you know, a patron, just an attendee, and I was dressed as in, in a particular costume that I'll talk about later, and, uh, went through the haunted house and got scared. And then the next time I was part of it and was scaring people. So as I'm trying to think back through the years, I only remember ever going to one haunted house. I can only remember one. I certainly haven't been as an adult. I think I'm going to change that this year. I might, I might go solo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Your fiance is like, nah, dude. Yeah, dude, that's not happening. 
that wasn't happening before the baby. It's not happening now. <laughs> Just imagine me walking around with Leia through a haunted house, traumatizing her. Scare my daughter. No. <laughs> yeah, man. No. That's hilarious. I definitely went to a few. I I was in Boy Scouts, and there we had a specific night where we went to like six haunted houses, and I remember one of my uh one of my troop mates. His name was Nicholas. Every time we'd get out of one of the haunted houses, he would say, "Man, I'm gonna puke." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he said it the fifth time, and uh, one of my troop leaders was like, "Nicholas." Get over here and like had a stern talking to with him because <laughs> they were just fed up with his shit. Jesus. And he was, he didn't say another word the whole night. But I just love his immediate reaction was, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I saw that same guy years later. I was working as a dishwasher somewhere and uh, I saw him there eating. And was kind of like, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, just trying to kind of friendly chatting. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, everyone used to make fun of you all the time. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Jesus. What asshole. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Nicholas, if you're listening, you're a jerk. <laughs> you're a fucking jerk. <laughs> man yeah i think i'm I, I don't know i'll try to carve out some time maybe to uh yeah you'll try to that. carve out I, some time I, I i do think i'm gonna i'm gonna do a pumpkin patch this year though for sure um, that's a family friendly yeah yeah definitely going to the pumpkin patch getting some some apple cider and donuts and then picking out a pumpkin those things are always busy like, there's one really popular one near me mm-hmm. that I can't think of the name of off the top of my head. And uh, it is always packed. There's always people there. All I want to do is go there and, like, go to go to the little bar area and just have, have a couple ciders, man. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's like, yeah, you can do that. But it's going to be an hour and a half wait. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They I haven't been to one in years, but I imagine they're I'm they're pretty busy down here too, but they have a lot of different attractions, like family friendly attractions across the city, so I definitely want to try to make an effort to uh you know, start making those memories with Leia. A whole True. new whole new generation of Halloween memories. Uh so why don't we uh I can't think of anything else specific other than I mean, we mentioned last episode just carrying around the the pillowcase, yeah, the old pillowcase, the wet <laughs> pillowcase. Yeah, I I ser- I've never met a kid who had the actual pail. Yeah, and even, I never. And even now, like you you see them in stores, like they don't they're not flying off the shelves. So I imagine kids nowadays are still using pillowcases. Yeah, I imagine it's more of an adult, uh, like decor item. Yeah, like they kind of just have candy on in the in the little pail on the front table or, or coffee table or whatever or you know when you, when your kid is just a, you know the first few years right yeah where you know you just want to maybe go to go up three or four streets just 
to get the experience. Um, you don't want to be out all night. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So why don't we transition into costumes? I know you already mentioned your Jeff Hardy costume. You got any other favorite costumes? <laughs> so before I get to my favorite one, I'm going to go through some honorable mentions. Some honorable mentions. <laughs> all right. uh, because my list isn't very uh expansive, I guess. Mine either. <laughs> I for years, probably close to 7 years, went as a vampire <laughs> every year. <laughs> and right. these I would go in my hand-me-down Halloween cape that my brother, older brother had that didn't fit him anymore, and he would my older brother would wear the hand-me-down cape that my older, older brother wore. Just a constant uh, stream of vampires in my house. And, uh, you know, I'd have the teeth and little blood packet, whatever, and a little button-up white shirt, and would go trick-or-treating. And I probably legitimately went, like, six years as a vampire. And then my family bought like, we went to a store, I think it might have been after Halloween one year, and I found, like, an alien costume. It was just a big hood, hooded, like, robe type thing, and then there was an alien mask. And so I went as an alien for, like, three years. Nice. And then I kind of stopped wearing costumes uh, in early high school, and then later... It was weird because later in high school I went as stuff, but then whatever. And then my favorite, my absolute best costume ever was in the fall of 1999. I went as my favorite professional wrestler, X Pac. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And okay. uh, I had a, a black wig and I like parted it down the side, and I had a bandana. And, uh, I like dot. I like took the paint, like black paint, and did over my eyebrows so they were black. And then I painted a little beard and mustache. And uh, I wore some sunglasses. And I had like, a, like my parents bought like a Kmart DX shirt. And I just went around in 1999. As you do as a child in the late 90s and told everyone to suck it. So that was my favorite costume. Nice. And then I went to that that haunted house that my troop was running as just, you know, as just a, a, an attendee. And a girl asked me who I was. And I said, X-Pac. And she said, oh, I wish you would have gone as Billy Gunn. And I was like... No oh, man. <laughs> X-Pac. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So the funniest part about that too was uh then so X-Pac was my favorite wrestler and then immediately after I went as him for Halloween, he stopped being my favorite wrestler like within like hours of <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah he's not what was the cause of the change? The cause was... Uh, <laughs> the cause was X-Pac, all those DX guys got back together in the storyline and they like turned on on Kane and 
and uh, The Rock and Mankind, and they were just, you know, bad dudes. And I didn't like them anymore because they were bad guys. Like, actual bad guys. Not cool, not cool good guys. Or cool rebellious guys. The Kane thing, man, really broke me because that was, like, the first wrestling storyline that uh, I was, like, in love with was the X-Pac trying to make Kane more human storyline. <laughs> <laughs> and then little little scumbag X-Pac just turned his back on Kane after getting Kane to open his heart to him. Getting Kane to say his first words, which were suck it. <laughs> Wasn't there a point where Kane had an uh, orange suit? Or a green suit, rather. I'm sorry. No. So there wasn't, but I recently read that that was on the table. Because they were going to go with... <laughs> Road Dog, Xbox, and Kane as DX. And I was like, God damn, that would have been so sweet. That must have just been a photoshopped image I seen somewhere that, that for some reason that image is burned in my memory of like the typical like red and black Kane suit, but all the red parts are green. Yeah, man. I would love that. He's <laughs> so good. I mean, uh, or I would have loved that, I, I mean, should say. <laughs> they did everything else with the character. It wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have been the strangest thing they did. Yep. So X Pac was my favorite Halloween costume. Nice. I'm I'm sort of similar. Where in my teenage years, there were either years where I didn't wear a costume at all, or I would just get a Halloween mask and wear my street clothes with it. There were also years where I went as the same thing multiple times, like. There was probably a two-year stretch where I was Ghostface. <laughs> you know, one year regular Ghostface, and I think maybe the next year I was the Ghostface with the blood in the mask and the blood with the knife. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, Ghostface was an extremely popular costume. Yeah. In the, in the late nineties. Yeah. After After Scream came out. Yep, for sure. Which is funny because that I mean. That was just like a regular generic costume that you could get before the movie, and then. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they picked it. Yeah, like, this is very, this is this is very cheap. Here yeah. you go. And there were some years where I was Michael Myers, which would be my favorite. But I think my favorite is funny enough. It's also a wrestler, <laughs> and for some reason the the memory is just burned in my head, but. One year I went as the wrestler Sting. Damn. And it was it was a homemade costume, obviously, because I don't think there were Sting costumes, you know, out there. So I think I just had a pair of black overalls <laughs> and uh my hair slicked back. And I remember like the memory is burned in my head of like me just sitting at the table and my mom spending forever on like the white paint with the black designs. <laughs> so I, 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 that one for some reason it just stands out in my memory. So I always say that one was my favorite, probably because it was like it was homemade, and my mom put so much effort into getting that makeup right for me. Oh man, one just popped into my head. Uh, what I think I was very young. One year I wanted to go as. Tommy, the Green Ranger from Power Rangers. Nice. And my mom bought, like, a sewing kit, like, for that particular costume and started it, like, months earlier. And she got up until... She got the suit, but not the the golden, like, 
football pad thing <laughs> that he wore. Mm-hmm. And it was like October 30th. And she was like, yeah, I'm not going to get that gold thing uh, ready. So I do have this, though. And it was like the actual uh, Power Ranger like suit, whatever, but without the gold thing. I didn't have a mask either. Do you have a costume you always wanted to do, but you never did? I don't think I ever really wanted to really go as anything. And if I did, like, for example, going as X-Pac or, you know, Tommy from Power Rangers, those were ones where I specifically wanted. But I think most of the time I was just kind of indifferent to what costume I had. For me, I always wanted to be Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. And uh, for some reason, it wasn't in the cards. <laughs> Didn't end up happening, that one. Uh, another one that I have the memory of wanting to be the character, but I, I can't remember if I was or wasn't. I imagine I was, but I remember I wanted to be Obi-Wan Kenobi a few years. Damn. I think I probably did do that one. I just can't remember because it seems like a simple enough costume to pull off. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that, <laughs> it makes me sad around Halloween time is that I can't remember my costumes as a kid. <laughs> that's why I make it a point to, uh, well, I'm going to make it a point to, to hold on to those pictures for Leia so she can always, like, she can look back and she can see what she was right throughout the yeah. years. Yeah, that's a, that's special, honestly. I I find pictures sometimes, like my parents. Uh, we'll show pictures of us dressed up on Halloween, my siblings and I, and it's always fun to look back. Yeah, and I, I'm a I'm I'm a vampire in probably ninety percent of these pictures. So nobody got a picture of me in my Xbox costume though. Man, calling bullshit on my parents. Do it again, man. Just do it again. <laughs> do it as <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't you can't run around telling people to suck it <laughs> or can I? <laughs> I mean you can it's probably not gonna go over well so uh so where do you, where do you want to go next do you want to talk about halloween candy i feel like that's probably the natural progression and then we yeah, can sure. and we can end with celebrating as a, celebrating as a kid versus an adult yeah sure what were some of your favorite Halloween candies? So, right off the bat, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I feel like that was probably overwhelming, like, the favorite for, like, a lot of kids. I liked those and then M&M's as a kid growing up. Like like regular M&M's? No, um, yeah. E- well, either one, but, you know, just the little, the mini packs you would get. Also really like nerds, too, funny enough. <laughs> no. Um, those, those were my three favorite. We, we had this guy who gave out better made chips every year who lived right across the street from us. So weird. I was cool with getting better made chips, especially the barbecue ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Give me <laughs> chips. But yeah, I, I think Reese's peanut butter cups as a kid, as an adult, what would get me excited if I seen it in my pillowcase? <laughs> <laughs> it's an almond joy. Damn, for real. <laughs> I, I love almond joys. I tried oh, yeah. one for the first time 
last year at some point, and I ate one like every day for like a month. Those things are delicious. They're just so simple too. I like how they just <laughs> they just yeah. drop an almond on top of it. <laughs> they don't try to like. <laughs> yeah, they don't mix it in with it. No, it's just, just like boom. it's on, which I'm sure like <laughs> saves them a ton of money in production. <laughs> it's like right on the conveyor. All right, stop dropping almonds and turn it to dark chocolate. <laughs> uh, That's I actually my mom's favorite chocolate uh, bar is Almond Joy. So I've had them my whole life. Nice. I really enjoy them. So what about you? As a kid. It was Butterfinger all the way. Oh, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one because you would get the little one and it wouldn't wreck your your teeth too much because it's only a small bite. <laughs> right. It, getting through a, a full size Butterfinger is a chore. Yeah, I've tried one as an adult, and I'm just kind of like always. I'll take a bite, picking my teeth, take a bite, picking my teeth. I'm like, how the hell did I eat this as a kid? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like. This wasn't even exclusive to Halloween, it being my favorite candy. I would go to the gas station all the time and get a butter, a full-size Butterfinger bar and eat it. <laughs> like, once a week, maybe? And like, yeah, this is the life. And then on Halloween, you get the small ones, and I would eat all of those first. Yeah, I don't know how I did it, but as an adult, it probably is like, oh, I'm enjoying your mounds. I kind of like, I went through a phase where I really like Take 5. Ooh, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's probably just Almond Joy or Mounds. Or um, Midnight Milky Ways are good. Because cause I, I do not like regular Milky Ways for whatever reason. Midnight Milky Ways with the dark chocolate, that's where it's at. It's top five candy bar of all time. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to bring up the Milky Way Midnight. They're so good. Especially when you leave them in the freezer. Yeah. They're so much better. You know a candy bar used to be really good and has had such a dramatic fall from grace? (laughs) What? The the Three Musketeer. See, I was never a fan of the Three Musketeer. Man, as a kid, you throw that thing in the freezer, let it get rock hard. (laughs) Rock hard. (laughs) Grow up, Travis. <laughs> I don't know what they did if they changed their recipe, but they they just, they don't hit the same. They are not good, but I I do agree that regular Milky Ways can take a walk, and that the Midnight Milky Way is like the unsung hero of candy bars. Yeah, isn't it weird too? Because I mean, there's not much different. It's just. It's just dark chocolate. And I think something about that mixes very well. It's that dark chocolate and that vanilla nougat. Oh, yeah, the vanilla nougat. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is, dear it's, listeners. It's it's funny because think about any other candy bar where they did a, a new version of it. it. It's never really better than what the original one was, right? Like, you can't find any variety Snickers that's better than just a straight-up Snickers. That's very true. But the Milky Way Midnight, I mean, I'm sure there's, we're probably in the minority here, but I I, I can't point to any other candy bar. Well, maybe a Hershey's with almonds is probably the other. Hershey's with almonds is better than a regular Hershey bar, I feel yeah. like. Um, but, I'm honestly I, a big fan what? of... Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, cookies and cream 
Hershey bars too. Yeah. Are those Hershey bars or are they something else? No, they are. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are, I mean, we just mentioned it, the Almond Joy, which is a successor to the Mounds. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, how do we improve Mounds? <laughs> Put an almond on it <laughs> and change it to milk chocolate. <laughs> the Reese peanut butter cups that are just peanut butter are really good as well. I don't know if they're better. They're probably I've had that. They're probably a little bit better than the regular ones, just because the regular ones are kind of salty. Now that I'm an adult, why is the mini version of any candy better than the full size? I have no idea. Like mini M and M's are leaps and bounds better than a regular M and M. The mini individually wrapped peanut butter Reese's peanut butter cups are leaps and bounds better than a full size. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the ratio to ingredients, the shape. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, I don't know either. That's interesting. Name me a candy that has a mini variant where the mini variant isn't better. (laughs) And we'll shut this podcast down. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys, if you guys are listening, uh, comment on our post. What do you think is, do you think that there is a better full size candy bar? That is better than its mini variant. We also, say no. Also, the biggest ripoff with candy bars is when you get like the shareable size of a candy bar, and it's supposed to be two, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't get two full size like yeah, Snicker bars. You get like a half of one, but it's two. Like that's the biggest ripoff. Which yeah, is- Reese Reese's peanut butter cup goes the. Uh- Goes the extra mile with that, where the shareable size is four cups and mm-hmm. the regular size is two. Yeah. That makes sense, you yeah. know? Getting a shareable size, like you said, Snickers bar, where it's just two mini bars in it, that's not fair. Yeah. What are you doing? Take it out of here. Get, 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 go on, get it. All right. Do you think celebrating as, obviously celebrating as a child is better than an adult? I think there's a few middle years in terms of being a teenager and a young adult that are probably the best because you can, you're still young enough, you know, to do all sorts of wacky things around Halloween. Yeah, it's Not like that the, you can't as an adult, but you can also go to parties. It's, yeah. And also those first few years where you get to choose your own costume and you get to, you get to pick what you want to be. And that sparks that creativity. Those, those years are pretty magical as well. But in terms of, Adult versus child, I would definitely say adult. Or so, I would definitely say adult, because um, you never do anything. Uh, I would definitely say child. There's just there's just a wonder in the season that I think, as you grow, just you know, well, with anything fades. Like sure, getting the Halloween spirit, getting the Christmas spirit. All the all those type of things. The more you experience the holiday, the less you know exciting it is, or new, or magical. So I would definitely say that celebrating as a child is uh, is better than an adult. Even though as an adult you can do more things, but you know, kind of yeah. loses it loses its, its charm. I should say. I don't want to say I disagree with you because I'm sure that. That's the experience for a lot of people. I would just say that my experience has been different. 
I never really lost that wonderment aside from like a few like teenage years where you know like I'm too old for Halloween or trick or treating right you know once you get past those years though like I never really lost my wonderment for Halloween or Christmas like I'm still just like swept away by the magic of the seasons (laughs) (laughs) which I think is like a superpower of mine so because I never really lost that being an adult I, I feel like it's more like even now especially now that I'm a father it just like it unlocks a whole different like avenue of of memories to create ways to celebrate like you know picking out Leia's costume and and getting her dressed up or when she gets older and I, I get to see her like pick out her own costumes and taking her trick-or-treating like I just for me is an adult and also you know now i can you know blow all my money on halloween decorations eventually (laughs) i can blow all that money i I do want to be like i envision myself in 10 years right own a house and like i'm that house on the block that just like goes crazy for halloween and turns my front yard into like this entire like haunted attraction (laughs) like that that's what i envision for myself that's a dream yeah I am uh, not somebody who wants to decorate. I think decorating the inside of the house is fine. I do that, you know, sometimes for Christmas. and uh, It's cool, but I am definitely not somebody who goes all out celebrating. Like, I don't even get into the Halloween spirit until I realize how few days I have left of (laughs) October and then try to jam as many things as I can into, uh, into those last few days. Have you found that that's different this year? That's what doing I'm this. I'm starting earlier, uh, for sure. I don't. I wouldn't even necessarily say I'm in the spirit, but I think I'm getting there. That's good. I uh, I've been watching a film series uh, that we might talk about. I don't know. Maybe. And uh, that's definitely helping. So we'll see how this year goes. But most years, it's like, it's like. October 29th, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then I listen to as much Halloween-themed music as I can and watch a bunch of movies. And I usually always try to watch Conjuring 1. That's a really good movie. It's a shame what they what they did to the series. What do you mean, man? Extended it out into all these uh, this universe of movies? So, so here's the thing, to go on a side tangent on the conjuring universe real quick i used to be a pretty big apologist for that universe until two years ago i watched all the movies in order and there are only two of them that are good like two of them in conjuring one in order of release or order of the story just in general like the Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2 are the only two good films. What are the other ones? None. You got The uh, Nun, La, La Llorona, um, all three Annabelles, which the second Annabelle is okay, which I believe that was Annabelle Creation. That one was pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Annabelle Comes Home is not very good. The first Annabelle is lackluster. Um... The Conjuring 3, I fell asleep during it, so. My thing is, 
I don't even know if that necessarily was the third Conjuring, because it had the subtitle, The, the Devil, Devil Made Me Do. Yeah. I feel like that was more of, that was more like of an investigative paranormal movie, which is fine, but, uh. They probably had that as being just like another spinoff Conjuring movie, but maybe, maybe reviews were coming back that it wasn't going to do very well, so they, they tackled on The Conjuring name to try to fill seats in the theater, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't think that one was bad, but I it's not nearly the quality of one and two. So I gotta revisit it, but yeah. It for me it was just a disappointment. But uh one uh, one and two, specifically one creeps me out so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh a few years ago I tried to get into the Halloween spirit and made a thirty one day calendar of movies that I wanted to watch. One movie every day. And uh probably got twelve days into it. And then abandoned it. But uh, I did watch Conjuring 1, and I was at home alone. And then when I finished it, I, like, turned on all the lights in my house and was like, I gotta put on something funny. So I put, <laughs> he put on SpongeBob. <laughs> so I put on the Charlie Brown Halloween. Uh, the, nice. The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. And was like, yeah, that was that was scary. <laughs> you know what horror franchise I need to catch up on? I need to I need to watch the rest of the Insidious films. I watched Insidious one, and or no, I've seen them all. I've seen one, and I think I've seen two. But I remember when I seen one, that that movie was so good, so creepy. One is good. I think two is okay, but I think three is where they're like just kind of fall off. I, I've seen uh, reviews coming back for the new Jeepers Creepers is not good. Damn. <laughs> All right, so you want to you wanna play a little bit of this or that? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I'm getting really <laughs> loud. <laughs> Justin's just stalling because he doesn't have any. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, let's see. Um... Oh, you might have that one. All right, well, you do one, and then I'll do one. All right. And then you do one, and I'll come up with one. All right. <laughs> so the first one I got is, and this is probably, like, an easy one. Would you rather spend the night in a haunted house or a haunted graveyard? Probably a haunted house. Okay. Haunted graveyard, you know, on top of... Potential spirits roaming the graveyard and freaking me out. Just bugs around. You don't think that you have a better chance of escape in a graveyard? Well, you doing a house? I'm under the impression that I'm just there. Like, this is like some sort of contest or something. Gotta stay the whole night in the haunted house or the haunted graveyard. No, 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 no. This is just you on your own. No one knows you're there. You just... So there's a possibility you know, of escape. There's a possibility that you will need to escape. All right, then that changes things. I'm going to say uh, haunted graveyard then, because, you know, I can run away. I'll just run away. Yeah, just imagine you being in the basement of a supposed haunted house. If it was you have to stay in there, I'd probably select house. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go graveyard too, just because I want to be able to escape. But there's also an appeal for the haunted house too. Right. 
I feel like if it was me and somebody else, I would go with the haunted house. But if I were alone, I'm not going in a haunted house by myself. <laughs> not not doing it. All right, what do you got? Would you rather go Halloween party hopping or haunted house popping? Hopping. Haunted house popping. Haunted house hopping. Like, you know, not actual legitimate haunted houses, but man-made mm. like Erebus. Haunted attractions. Haunted attraction hopping as opposed to um, haunted, not haunted. I'm going to start over because I can't talk, apparently. I, All right. Would you rather go Halloween party hopping or haunted attraction hopping? Hmm. So I imagine this scenario, you're you're with a group of friends, right? Yeah. I would probably go haunted attraction hopping. I'm really not one for parties that much these days so uh yeah i feel like you know hit maybe hitting a few escape rooms a few haunted houses i feel like that's a more enjoyable experience and you know you can you can bring a drink to go if you hide it you know that's hide true. It in your costume you know you can have the best of both worlds really if you if you do the haunted attractions <laughs> but yeah i don't know um being around a bunch of i mean it's kind of a toss-up do you want to be a, about a a bunch of screaming teenagers probably with the attractions or do you want to be around a bunch of drunk idiots? Potential drunk idiots. Yeah, that's true. I, I'd rather do the haunted attractions. I'd probably honestly rather go to the parties because, you know, if we're hopping and things get uh, things get crazy, I'll just hop on out of there. I'll just make, <laughs> I'll just make like the Easter Bunny and hop on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? All right. Would you rather carve 20 pumpkins <laughs> or or eat 10 bags of candy corn? Ugh. Give me those pumpkins. I am carving those pumpkins, dude. So you so you would rather get carpal tunnel <laughs> than have a really bad tummy ache? Yes. <laughs> I would. <laughs> okay, how many pumpkins in do you say, fuck this, give me the bag of candy corn? <laughs> Uh, and how many pumpkins in do you stop caring? Oh, because c- mind you, you gotta, you gotta gut all of these pumpkins out. I mean, I think when you're past like the ten point, you're just kind of like doing a rush job every time. You're just a machine. You just like... <laughs> yeah. By the time you get ten in, you got you got it figured out. The most <laughs> time conservative or. Uh, uh, the most efficient pattern figured out of how to properly gut and <laughs> carve a pumpkin. I don't know, man. I feel like every pumpkin has to be gutted differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I would not. I would not do the candy corn. Funny enough, it it seems like I would be leaning towards the candy corn, but I'm doing the pumpkins as well. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I don't like candy corn, and those bags are pretty big. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> no, thank you. Um. So speaking of bad candy, would you rather have a pillowcase full of your least favorite candy or a pillowcase full of plain ass better made chips? I'm trying to think what my least favorite candy is. All you Michigan folks out there, no better made plain ass chips. Okay. I'm going to go with the better made chips because 
I'm going to end up with less. I can only put so many bags of chips. But I can put a lot more candy than I can chips. Yeah, that's the route I was and, going to. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my least favorite candy is, and I, I'm blanking, but I just know I don't want a pillowcase full of it. And, you, and, the, and those chips are good for, like, ever anyway. So you could probably just hold on to them and give them out next Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I think the my least favorite candy that jumped out to mine was uh, Whoppers. And I would definitely rather have a pillowcase full of plain chips what? than Whoppers. Whoppers are good. Whoppers are... Do you like Milk Duds? No, they're terrible, too. Oh, my God. Milk Duds, Whoppers. Do you like Smarties? Smarties are all right. One of them is all right. <laughs> I, like, I liked them as a kid. I, I don't even necessarily know if I liked them as a kid. I just think it was sugar, and I was like, what up? Let's eat this. And, yeah. Now, I don't, I don't think I've eaten a Smartie candy in probably 20 years. So, mm. All right. So my last one. Last one. Would you rather fight Buster Rhymes from Halloween from H2O <laughs> or Julius from Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan? Damn. Who are you throwing down with? So, in this scenario, are we in the uh, yeah, the, the yeah, battlefields the... where each mm-hmm. one... I'm going gonna, I'm yep. gonna to go Julius from Friday the 13th where, or on that rooftop, you know? Okay. That's a... I feel that's a nice place for a fight on the rooftop of a Manhattan building that you took a boat from a lake. You, you took a boat ride from yeah. a lake to get to a big city. So, you, so you'd rather fight a professional boxer than a shitty TV personality? Yeah, I don't want to fight Buster Rhymes. You don't want to fight Buster Bus? No, man. <laughs> but, I, but, I would probably... Fight Buster. Rhymes. I feel like I'm gonna get beat up regardless, regardless if it's Buster oh, Rhymes yeah. or this Definitely. professional boxer. So I'd rather be like, yeah, I got beat up by a professional boxer, as opposed yeah, to like, I, I got beat up by Royal Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. My last one. You have two options. You're stuck in a setting. Okay. Your options are Silent Hill or Resident Evil. So it can it can be the mansion of Resident Resident Evil One and the town of Silent Hill. Give me a quick rundown of the town of Silent Hill. I'm not familiar. The town of Silent Hill is kind of just covered in fog, and okay, there's a creepy guy, a uh, pyramid head coming after you. It's kind of similar, I think, to a. Uh, Resident Evil 2, you're in more of a town area as opposed to a secluded mansion in the forest. I'm going to go with the town just because the fucking dogs in that mansion and Resident Evil are brutal. Yeah, let me let me look up. Uh, let me just make sure. Silent Hill came out in 1999. Yeah, the first installment of the series follows Harry Harry Mason as he searches for his missing adopted daughter in the mysterious New England town of Silent Hill. Then you stumble on a cult. Where are you going with again? You're going with Silent Hill? Yeah, I'm going to go with Silent Hill, just because 
I just recently played a bit of the original Resident Evil, and fuck those dogs, <laughs> man. Uh, fuck those dogs. I'm a, I'm gonna go Resident Evil on this one. The mansion is a really iconic location, and uh, regardless of how scary it is and how terrifying the dogs are, and you know, at some point you fight a snake and a big old tarantula. I mean, it's got cool skeleton keys you can collect to open doors. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Resident Evil's Resident Evil Mansion is iconic. I I put that game down because, like, I kept playing it in short spurts, and you really can't play that game that way. You gotta like, you gotta sit down and dedicate some time to it. Yeah, especially the way the the save file system is set up with the ink cartridges. Like, I just got to a point where, like. I forgot where I was at. Like, I remember at one point I had the the mansion, like the layout of the mansion memorized. And then I didn't play for a few days and I logged back on and I didn't remember where anything was, what I had in my inventory. Like, I had certain things, like, in a little inventory in the room. And I was like, I got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to have, like, a few days off where I could just, like, sit down and experience this game in the way that it's meant to be. Because you can't really just pick that up and play it in short spurts. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, Has absolutely nothing to do with living in the world, <laughs> which is what we're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Silent Hill. I keep forgetting what I'm doing <laughs> in real life. Man. All right, so do you want to do some spooky recommendations and get out of here? Yeah, sure. All right. I mean, you go first. You right. go first. So, so, I have another podcast to recommend. I have no shortage of podcasts to <laughs> recommend, <laughs> especially spooky ones. Um, so this one is a personal favorite of mine. It's one that I've listened to too many times to count, honestly. And it, it's a. It's one that you'll find sitting at the top of, like, any list if you look up, like, spooky podcasts. But for those of you who haven't heard of it, I'm going to recommend the Black Tapes podcast. So this is a work of fiction, and I'll read the description real quick, and I'll give a little bit more detail on it. So it says, Our host, Alex Regan, enters the strange world of paranormal investigation and encounters the enigmatic Dr. Richard Strand, a ghost hunter who doesn't believe in ghosts. We follow Alex as she attempts to unlock both the secrets of Strand's collection of mysterious black VHS tapes and the dark, mysterious past of the enigmatic man himself. This is the Black Tapes Podcast. Ooh, spooky! So this, so you follow Alex Regan, who's an investigative journalist, and you start out the podcast with, she's, just interviewing people with strange jobs, strange people, strange occupations. Like that's the podcast that she's setting out to create. And in this supposed podcast, episode one, she decides to do a piece on ghost hunters. And during her investigation, like every ghost hunter that she interviews mentions this guy, Dr. Richard Strand, who is a ghost hunter himself, who doesn't believe in ghosts. Um, and she eventually meets him and the story unfolds from there. 
and he has this collection of black VHS tapes because he has an institute where he has a million dollar prize for anybody who can supply proof of the paranormal. And out of all the cases that he's been sent, he has this collection of black tapes, which are cases he has not yet proven to be anything other than paranormal. And the first season kind of almost gives you like a monster of the week type vibe where like every episode is a different case. Right. And then the story unfolds from there. Things start connecting and the story just takes a complete turn. I will say this, unlike the podcast that I recommended last week, this podcast does have a definitive ending, but they were supposed to bring it back. Like they put out like a cryptic message like years ago that it was coming back and then it never did. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, the Black Tapes podcast, it's three seasons. Um, They're about 40 minutes per episode. The music is like really good. They do a really good job at just like placing you in where you feel like I remember... I listened to it blindly and like I thought it was real at first. <laughs> like it makes you believe that these are real people the first time you listen to it. And it sets you like in that in that role of just like listening to this woman go through this story. But yeah, Black Tapes Podcast. Check it out. Cool. My recommendation is going to be children's television movie uh, that I watched as a kid for a few years on Halloween. Uh, it's called The Halloween Tree, which is based on the Ray, Bra Ray Bradbury novel. Ooh, I read that last year. And, yeah, the it's funny because I watched the uh, animated television movie before I even knew about the book or anything. Um, and I actually bought that book recently. So, And by recently, I mean like 10 years ago. And recently, I, meaning I pulled it out. Of some dusty old tote. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to put this in my backpack and maybe I'll read it this year. And uh, <laughs> In your backpack right next to the Haunting of Hill House, right? Yes, actually. and uh, Jesus, I'm no better, man. I've had a book in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Halloween tree is, uh, is great. The narrator is actually Ray Bradbury and... Uh, as Leonard Nimoy, as uh, one of the, the main characters. I'm I'm not really going to spoil the plot of it, because it is kind of, it's almost like a little darker tone for a children's movie, but it also is sort of educational, because it goes through the history of various Halloween celebrations and how various cultures celebrate Halloween differently, and uh, mm -hmm. that plays a part in the story. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. I rediscovered it about five years ago through a friend and, you know, had completely forgotten about it. And I just was, you know, taken right back to being a kid on Halloween watching it. So the Halloween tree, it, uh, it's an hour and 30 minutes. You can probably find this on YouTube. I specifically remember watching it in four parts on YouTube, but I bet it's actually on YouTube in one part mm -hmm. with, you know, eight ads. Uh, in the middle of it. Every 30 every seconds. Every 30 seconds, so. Actually, I'll look that up right now. Where is it streaming? Real quick, you know, 
I just, I meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about our favorite memories. And for some reason, it just completely slipped my mind. But there were a few years in my early teenage years. Remember when Ghost Hunters would do like the Halloween live special? I actually do remember that. Yeah, like there were a few years where like that was like a really big deal to me. Like I'll run out, go trick or treating, and then run back and and sit there and watch that, and then be disappointed because it wasn't nearly as good as like one of the episodes that was, you know, a little bit overproduced. <laughs> but that was like a a thing for a few years. So it looks like you can rent the Halloween tree from various. Streaming services like Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, the Microsoft Store. You can buy it from there as well. Honestly, you could probably order it from Amazon, like the cheap-ass DVD version of it, for like 10 bucks. Right. So, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not readily available to stream anywhere where it doesn't cost money. Uh, besides your yeah. subscription amount, but I would recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's like you said. I'm pretty sure you find it on YouTube, or you know, if you one, two, three, ABC. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So those are our recommendations, and that is a wrap on week two of. The five weeks of Halloween. Yeah, well, we did it. We did it. Two episodes in a row, we did it. Only got three more to go. Uh, Three more. And I will say, you know, if you're listening to, if you listen to last week and you listen to this week, you know, like, this isn't, this isn't a typical Nerds Collide episode. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not supposed to be. It's the five weeks of Halloween. But the next three weeks, we will be returning to form a bit. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. That's all we're going to say. That's it. Don't need to say nothing else. Nothing else. With that being said. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got nothing else to say. I got nothing With else to say to your ass. <laughs> I got nothing else to say to your motherfucking ass. <laughs> But <laughs> except if you got to the end of the episode, thanks for listening. <laughs> really appreciate it. I hope uh wherever you're listening to, if you could rate us five stars, that'd be awesome. You know, maybe suggest it to a friend. We are doing a whole month of Halloween episodes, you know? Get somebody into it. Suggest it to a friend. And as always, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Nerds Collide Pod. So you can reach out to us there. Tell us what you're nerding out about. Tell us your favorite Halloween memories, your favorite costumes. If you wanted to answer our this and that questions, you could do that. You could do that. <laughs> or, you know, you can you can pose your own questions and me and Justin will respond to them. True. But yeah, just remember, the term nerd is ready for everyone. Find your passion, embrace it. Get into the spirit of the season. This is Halloween. This <laughs> is Halloween. <laughs> yeah, if you're not in the spirit by now, I mean. You got, th- you got three Mondays left, bud, to get in the spirit. 
right? Got it, partner. Um, <laughs> be the nerd that you are. <laughs> Bye. Bye.